five, four, three, two, one. Welcome back to Energize with Ross and Barry. Welcome back. Welcome back. That's my introduction voice, just how you guys know. Yeah. <laughs> Key. Yeah. So we're back with number two. Yeah. Podcast number two. Really appreciated all the feedback and everyone listened to the first one. Barry, what was the feedback on it? Yeah. Um, well, as you may or may not have seen, those people got back to us saying how, how they like really liked the way there's more content, more crack, longer, and also they enjoyed it. Yeah, everyone was like loving the crack we had in it, and they were saying that it was much better flow to the conversations. And yeah. at the end of the day, we got to speak for an hour as opposed to 12 minutes on a YouTube video, so we're delighted with it. Yeah. Also, like, there's less problems with uploading and it doesn't take as long. Sometimes, although this time it did take long, but uh, so be it. Uh, before we kick off, just going to let you know that like Ross is about to go away on his golfing trip. He's been practicing all week uh, in the back garden, in the shower. What can you do? You can't get a stick out of his hands. Yeah, even playing, um, what's that game on the phone? Oh, the golf, golf clash. Golf clash, yeah. Downloaded it. Won everyone, obviously. <laughs> the uh, best, the best. And if you haven't seen me play golf, you can check out our Instagram video where I get a hole in one, which happens all the time. Yeah, well, you're not sick of that now, no? <laughs> I might do a new one in Spain. Yeah, no, actually, yeah, I do. You yeah. have to. Yeah, I think, I think it's essential. Yeah, who, who are you going with? Um, The Elfila, my two brothers, and then there's, I think there's like 12 other lads going over, family and friends. So, so it's a lad fest. Yeah, absolutely lad fest. Absolutely sausage fest. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, just a few drinks, bit of sun, bit of golf. Yeah, that's exactly how we're doing. I like Do it. you have any plans when I'm away, Barry? Uh, no, I'm just going to keep looking at your Facebook and yeah, just, just keep refreshing. Refreshing, waiting for yeah. the updates. Yeah, see if you change anything, in anything. Who knows, I'll ask you a question on the story at some stage. Yeah, why not, yeah. Right, so Barry, what is up for discussion this week? Okay, so as you know, we posted a post on our Instagram letting people know it's Mental Health Awareness Month. Obviously, you've seen one of our videos before, and it's actually our, like possibly one of our most talked about videos. It was all about mental health. If you haven't seen it, uh, check it out. If you have, I'm sure it went down okay, so you're listening to this. Uh, we're going to move also. It also makes sense because certain high-profile people are after getting involved with mental health problems, if that's the right term. And then uh, we're just going to move on to the end because we, we enjoy talking about sports, so it'll be like whatever's going on in the football, the MMA world, and the rugby scene. So, Roscoe, Mental Health Awareness Month, were you aware? I was unaware until you told me that it was Mental Health Awareness Month, and that's how unaware I was of the awareness. Yeah, yeah. my mum actually sent me an email saying it's Mental Health Awareness Month, and I actually found it weird the way they made a month of it. Usually you only get a day or even a week. Mm. Yeah, but uh, like it's actually like becoming such a serious... like. <laughs> Like subject Yeah I feel like The mental health charities as well Are doing such a good job recently And they're becoming like The bigger charities Well in Ireland anyway Yeah um, And to be honest I must say It's I, I love the fact that people Can like more You know Socially talk about it And like yeah. People come out And you know what It's like viewed as brave And people get behind them And like People rally around people Who are You know Brave enough to talk about it Because at the end of the day you're coming out and you're making yourself very vulnerable to yeah, the outside world. That's the thing, yeah. Especially if you're someone who's really closed off to actually come out and say something like that. It must be very strange for you because back in the day, people were just told to be like, get up, stand up, 
and like carry on with your life and don't moan and just get on with things. Whereas these days you're actually encouraged to actually open up more, which is uh, which is good, obviously, yeah. But it's like a whole different world compared to what way our parents would have grown up. I feel like the world climate in 2017, like it's like it's like going around full circle and like everyone's there to be a free spirit again. Everyone's there to like do their own thing and it's oh like. It's basically okay to be yourself. Yeah. And, like, you don't have to, like, conform to this normality that, like, this is what you do because you do that and this is what you do because you do that. You know what I mean? And, like, for instance, like, the biggest, you know, story of the week in mental health was Aaron Lennon and he was, you know, arrested under the Mental Health Act or I don't know what he arrested with the right word, but he was taken into care anyway. Yeah, taken into care, yeah. Um, and, like, he was... You know, standing inside the motorway, like, oh, I don't know whether he was going to walk in traffic or what what he was going to do. But, like, yeah. obviously something wasn't right with him. Yeah. And, like, he obviously felt like he had no one to turn to. And that's how he ended up on the side of the motorway. And, like, it just shows that it doesn't matter if he was the flashiest life, the best cars, all the money, the girls, or boys if you're into them, the houses. Like, you know what I mean? You can still feel alone. Yeah. I, I find it weird the way, like, someone who's... Like, you can look at it one way, you can look at it another way. Like, uh, like a high-profile name in English football has numerous caps for England. Like, well-respected. Like, uh, plays for a squad of over, what, 25 players. So, obviously, he has friends yeah. there. Like know, he might not have a trophy cabinet, but he'd be... What I consider a successful career as a playing professional. Definitely won more games than not. Yeah. Yeah, well, also representing your country is a big thing as well. Yeah. I just find, I find a weird way it took... This, like, it took for him to, like, literally walk out in front of the cars on a motorway. Now, who knows whether or not he was actually trying to, like, injure himself or he was mentally not stable and he just needed to be looked after. But for things to go that far is, like, very depressing if you even think about it, isn't it? Yeah, oh, 100%. If you think if you think about all the support he has, like, he's in a squad full of, what, 20-odd other players who, like, yeah. obviously... I don't know what his personal issues are, but, yeah. you know, they're in the same scenario as he is. You know, they're famous, their fans love them. Uh, you know, I mean, they can't really go to the shop without having to get a picture with someone. Yeah. Um, I don't know what his family situation is like, but, I mean, I'm sure yeah. he has people, you know, clawing to be around him. Yeah. And he didn't, not one of them he could turn to and say he wasn't feeling great or feeling down about it. Yeah. And then, like, you have the public eye being like, Oh, why, why is he feeling down? Because he, has, he has so much money and all this sort of thing. And believe it or not, I don't like to praise the man, but Jurgen Klopp said it brilliantly. And he was saying that the press shouldn't talk about it and let him deal with it by himself. And they shouldn't be publicising. Oh, the press? Should yeah, oh, oh. publicising. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. you can say it's happened, but like, for, for now, like, leave him to it. Let him do his thing. No, man, I'd agree with that as well. Um,. Like the last thing is Aaron Lennon needs is another camera in his face. Yeah. I feel like the press, like in order to make money, they sort of have to like show the worst in people. Like uh, I'm not saying depression is the worst, but I mean, they need to get that juicy gossip. You know what I mean? Whereas like when you're looking stuff on the internet, it's it's all just mainly just having fun, funny videos. There's yeah, not, it's more not, positive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, whereas like the newspapers love to be like the dish out the dirt yeah, they're like guess who Jack Gads from Geordie Shore is broken up with now yeah or like or it's like who fell out of the London nightclub at 5am yeah. yeah you know what I mean yeah. and like they're like oh like clickbait and all this sort of thing but like they don't really go on about like oh I saw an article the other day on Leo Messi and he's like building skills in Syria all the time and you know he's helping all these kids learn and giving these kids up with like no chance of chance and like you don't really hear about that do you no 
But like the first tell you about you know Scotty T like and what birds he's in. Yeah. <laughs> so that's just the way the press has gone. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's great the way social media gives us the platform to like build each other up and like you know come around and like look after each other really. Yeah. Do, do you think like social media helps in this? Because I'm sure he's after receiving like thousands of messages saying get well soon, which is something you couldn't have done a few years ago. You would have to like write him and write him a letter. Um, to be honest, I, mean, I really think it does help. Due to the fact that if he actually did write a status saying, oh, I feel real down and like things aren't going well for me, he has probably, I don't know how many fans ever they're going to have on like their Facebook page or whatever, but let's just say there's at least, you know, a million there that could write to Aaron Lennon and be like, oh no, we love you, you're great for the club and we love seeing you playing on the right wing, etc, etc. So like... Yeah, but my, my question is, why doesn't Everton have someone that Aaron Lennon could speak to in the club I don't know maybe it's like, I mean, because it's like a man's game maybe they don't have like a psychologist or a psychiatrist or maybe he thinks if he tells you know people at the club that he feels down they'll be like oh don't play him and then like he wants to be played still yeah but how could you not be how could you not be able to say this to like a club doctor like for instance like these players are going out playing elite, playing in front of at least 40,000 people each week and like obviously that's stressful enough so I mean mm. how like how can they not have someone to talk to after just to be like how are things going like like almost like a weekly check up to be like how's the pressure treating you is it getting better is it getting worse you're playing you're playing this week you're not playing this week because it must be almost like a very like unless you're proper world class playing week in week out if you're sort of in and out of the team like things can change a lot you know what I mean oh I 100% understand what you mean by that because I can see the benefits of that but then yeah. I can't see something like Zlatan or Pogba sitting down with like some sort of psychiatrist club doctor every week and have to tell them they're around every week you know what I mean would, like, you, would you say it would be an op- like it's um, going to have to be an option now I like, think, that, I think maybe now. for the academy players it should be there and then optional for the first team players because the more I think about it the more like the players sort of rule the roost at the moment like look what happened at Leicester yeah. City like the players kick out their manager you know what I mean so like if maybe just say for instance it was an option but like then people were like oh Aaron goes to the string clats. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, like, who knows? He might have got stick over if he was seeing someone. At the end of the day, we don't really know the details of Aaron Lennon, but it is good to see that people are talking about this in the public eye yeah. and that, you know, people are going forward. And you were telling me about gigs as well. Yeah, like a lot of retired players now after playing football for so long and being part of a team and all of a sudden that's gone when you retire and you have so much like free time on your hands and you have a lot of money. Like, what are you really going to do? A lot of them go into, like, gambling. They, like, a lot of them, like, waste it. This has been talked about in the NFL as well and the NBA. Yeah, no, 100% with the NFL and the NBA. All the players go bankrupt. They don't have money management and yeah. they don't really know what they're doing. And, like, they probably retire and keep on spending the money without it coming back in. Yeah. They're probably, like, buying Lamborghinis. and Like, this yeah. grey crack, lads. Yeah, living and high life. Comes the time, you know, you're 40 all that money's gone and like yeah you might have a few cool cars in the house but like you have no money to like keep those going yeah. yeah and a lot of these players would have new friends through their celebrity status and then once the money dries up like who's really around like, yeah and there's always people who are like you just like walk around with the hand out like looking yeah. for money a lot of that happens as well in the WWF and WWE like people dying hmm. just falling off the tracks because they're not getting it's the what they love is the like the adrenaline like every sportsman yeah. like the the ch- people chanting your name and supporting I, you. I think that's why you see someone like the Undertaker 
who was like at WrestleMania and that WrestleMania was his thing and like he showed up every year just for WrestleMania and he's like nearly 60 but like yeah. he's still showing up for WrestleMania. It's like the reaction you get off the crowd, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's phenomenal. I'm sure if you score a goal at Goodison Park, Anfield, Old Trafford, the Emirates, Stanford Bridge, not the Etihad because no one shows up there. Yeah. Uh, like when the crowd erupts after you score, I'm sure it's like this euphoric yeah. feeling. You'd want to get that in a jar and like yeah, oh, close it up. One hundred and three percent, man. Yeah. If you think about it, like I'm sure when Rashford came on and scored a goal against Arsenal, I think it was his Premier League debut. I'm sure it was possibly you know the greatest feeling. Yeah, the greatest feeling ever. Like you, the thing is, you could probably never recreate that as well. No. Well, um, it's a bit, like it, it depends. Like maybe if yeah, there's well, a chanting final. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. But like. Yeah, but that was the first time yeah. at Old Trafford and everyone was like, Crash Fern, yeah! And then, like, they, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They'll never forget that moment. Yeah, sort of like the Martial moment against yeah. Liverpool sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. You never forget those. Yeah. Speaking of, like, a major footballer who's just sort of, like, completely deteriorated and almost declined is Wayne Rooney. Like, I was watching highlights of him there the other day just when he was actually, like, when on the pitch he was a different human. And I mean, like, on the level of, like, a super superstar player and he was. But now, the amount of stick he gets and the amount of t- people giving out about how much money he gets and they're so involved in his life since he was like 16 when he came on the scene. Now he's, what, 30? And like, scrutinised week in and week out. Like, h- how can he deal with that? You know what I mean? See, I find it quite funny when it comes to Rooney because Rooney, Manchester United captain, England captain, all-time leading Manchester United goal scorer, all-time leading England goal scorer. And it's not good enough. I know, yeah. Like, I, I know when you put his accolades up there, they're disgracefully good, right? Yeah. For about seven or eight years, Wayne Rooney was, you know, top five Premier League player year in, year out. 100%, yeah. But his decline is ferocious, really. Yeah. Like, how many goals has he scored this year? Less than 10 Premier League goals. Mourinho's, like, easing him out of the squad. Uh, his hair transplant doesn't even look that great. Uh, <laughs> I think he's got a couple of them now. Yeah, I would have thought I would have thought he'd actually play better with that, or like you know, I mean, people yeah, like, was confidence. Yeah, 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 and he lost like a good bit of weight as well, like so. And you, you know, he's the third richest sports star in Britain. No, yeah, he's falls behind Lewis Hamilton and Zlatan. Yeah, they're the only people who make less money, or more money, or less money, or more money than Rooney. Yeah, which well, is frightening, and like for somebody who's on the bench most of the year, it's frightening, and. You know what? He's probably gotten away with a bit this year because like people have just been talking about Paul Pogba's transfer yeah, free. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think like realistically, you're going to ruin all these superstars if you keep absolutely slating. Yeah. Like I mean, you can't be you can't because I know some people say you don't read the papers, you don't read social media, but they can't be slated that much and not see it. Yeah. Especially yeah, especially, especially especially if you play for Arsenal and they've yeah. got all these fan cams that are going viral, mm-hmm. like saying Wenger out everything. Like I mean, there is like, and the funny thing is like if Wenger walked in. To them, they'd all be like, they'd all hug him and be like, yeah. "You're legend." You know what I mean? So yeah. it's sort of like you say one thing to a camera, another thing to a person's face, and then you're like the biggest hypocrite of them all, really. You know? Yeah, I have to agree with you because the more the more I look at that is like, you, you also have, like you shouldn't read everything into social media of these superstars either because like I saw Oxide Chamber and like like a Wenger out tweet by mistake or whatever, hmm. and I'm sure his timeline's filled with Arsenal stuff and like he probably clicked the wrong button. You know what I mean? Yeah. And next thing you know, it's in the front paper being like, Chamberlain wants Wenger out. Um, yeah. At the end of the day, look, 
when they like or retweet or whatever they do on Twitter. Yeah. I mean, you have to take everything with a pinch of salt. Yeah. It's not all exactly what they mean. Yeah, like for instance, I get some stuff on my newsfeed on Facebook, and it's like uh, it's a funny joke about United being sixth for so long. And like, if it's a good joke, I'll like it. Yeah. Doesn't matter if it's about a team I like or you know yeah. what I mean. It's all the same. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like social media always has a pinch of salt about it. Um, you know, you should never really get too heated on it. It's not really worth it, and especially when you're talking more likely from across that you'll never ever meet in real yeah. life. Yeah, but like going full circle, this conversation now about mental health and mm. what what do you think? Like, some any actions that should be taken now to like help? Because they may as well send set the foundations now to help people in the future for like like if you ever want to have kids or your kids' kids. You know, what I mean, may as well start now. I think in terms of the Premier League, every team in that league gets massive money from TV rights. They have massive money in general. They should have to employ a team doctor, but like. Or maybe a team Psych- toy, psychiatrist yeah. sort of thing. I'm sure they have a team doctor, but I'm sure that they need to get that done. And look, at the end of the day, we all love watching football. We all care about these people. So we yeah. want to see them do well. Yeah. And more so, we want them to have good life after yeah. the finish. So. Yeah, no matter what sport they're in really yeah. as well. Like, I don't even... Like, once Steve Gerrard retired, didn't like him in Liverpool. I wish him all the best afterwards. Yeah. As long as he's done playing for Liverpool, he's grand. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure loads of people are like that with every player. Yeah. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, to just to finish off this whole conversation. Yeah, like, but you use the final word there. Yeah, the final word. Um, I think final like word with Barry Moore. the final word. Um, I think like realistically, these players like if you have if they do actually have problems, I know that they're like superstar status or just even any status alone makes them intimidated to really like speak out against it or or do anything really, um, because they're gonna get scrutinized on Twitter, all this stuff. But like. When it comes to actually like being honest, I think realistically, if anyone's ever honest, they never get shot down about it. You know what I mean? Nope. Like if you're if you're flashing cash buying all these cars, then you're automatically going to think that person is happy. Maybe they feel bad and they buy that stuff to think they'll make themselves happy, but in the end, it doesn't. Uh, I think realistically, they just need to like actually be honest with themselves and like try and try and better themselves by being like like if they if they're honest with their problem, it it'll it'll fix itself sooner rather than later. Yeah. Yeah, no, hold on you yeah. have to take some sort of action. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Like I've even de- dealt with myself, and I talked about it to Ross with my parents. It's like, and then you you feel like there's a burden off your chest. So just really, yeah, find someone to talk to. Yeah, yeah. If you it. if you have known the trust, I mean, like you ha- like you have to have one person to trust, and like if you don't, it could be us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The final word. Right, guys. What do you think of that? What do you think of that? Yeah, I think it was a good chat so far. Does all right. Um, so, so we take a step to the right and move on to the football. Yeah, very um, football. Yeah, uh, Barry, the Premier League, it's all wrapped up really, isn't it? All bar the trophy lifting is wrapped up. Wrapped up. Ch- Chelsea with the champions this year. Look, they sort of, they really deserve it, don't they? I know Spurs play very well this year, but they yet again fell at the final hurdle when they needed to get the wins. Yeah, um, I think Chelsea benefited not playing in Europe. Oh, absolute yeah. fact. Yeah, Spurs benefited getting, getting knocked out of Europe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They were knocked out very swiftly, weren't they? Yeah. What about Liverpool? What would you say? Um, look, Liverpool are still missing those, you know, three or four players to make them like a, a guaranteed league win inside. And whether they yeah. get them somewhere or not, who knows? But they do still look like they're missing something. They're when they yeah, line up against yeah. like a Chelsea, like they don't look at the same side. They have too many of these attacking midfielders, yeah. no striker. They're really 
it didn't help them the way Mane had to go away and play in the African Cup of Nations and then he missed, what, six games and they didn't win yeah. any of them. You know what? Liverpool are a great team, but I wouldn't even see many of the Premier League teams like vying for any other players, maybe Bar, a Mane or a Coutinho. Well, no, like, yeah. none, like, no one's like, give us Lovern or we'll have Klein or we'll have Henderson. Like, none of the other top five, six teams are like, begging for those players. Yeah. Suppose Coutinho is going to Barcelona now, so that won't be... Don't make any Liverpool fan really happy. Yeah. Uh, looking about Man City, like Man City coming into the season this year with like big uproar, especially with Guardiola. So hot and cold all year. That's been nearly everyone's problem. Yeah. Barrett Chelsea, they just keep banging them out. And United, consistent draws. Yeah, consistently drawn. What was it, 25 game unbeaten? Yeah. What um, do you, you think United overall, man? Honest oh, opinions now. Jesus. No no one's listening. We, do we have to go into this? Do we? Uh, United, look. They just didn't score enough goals. They didn't put enough goals in the back of the net. Uh, they, I think a lot of the players relied on giving the ball to Zlatan a lot. Yeah. They didn't like try and create their own moments. They were just like, I'll oh, give Zlatan, he'll do something. Uh, they were almost in awe of him as well, weren't they? Yeah, it was almost like when you're playing football in school and you have that one fella on your team who's really good and just keep on giving them the ball. Yeah. And yeah. like, you're hoping he scores. And like, you know, a lot of times he did score, but, yeah. you know, like, I don't know. It, if, if we won a League Cup. Yeah, we won the charity shield. Yeah, <laughs> and we're going to be in the Europa League final. So yeah, so um, yeah. Look, I, I think it's quite a good win mentality that we're going to do all that, and it's going to be considered a non-successful season. So, in my opinion, improvement on Van Gaal. Yeah, maybe not a league position, but it, like, I think it's a better season for us. I, th- I think you overall have to look at: Are we playing better? Yes. Yeah. Are we scoring? Not really. And I think at the end of the season, if we win the Europa League mm. as well, get straight into the Champions League, yeah. you can give it a full, honest assessment. Because, like, you know what I mean? You, like, you would have said a few, like, a couple of months ago, Spurs are doing well. Then they weren't. Then they were. It's a, it's all sort of at the end of the season, you can really look over it and be like, what is the major problems? And in fairness, I think with Mourinho, he always sort of shores up the defense first. And yeah. Manchester United conceded less goals than they played this season. Yeah. I think Spurs are the only team who conceded less than. And at at the end of the day, when uh, when it's all said and done, I think like if you don't concede, it's hard to be beaten, and yeah. like that's what's proven to be said about Man United this year. Yeah, just moving. Okay, so that, don't forget about Arsenal. Yeah, no, we're coming fifth at the moment. We're just going to really just go over, run over Arsenal. Uh, hot and cold again. Just Wenger in, Wenger out has been the talk of the year. Yeah, and he's up for another two year contract, supposedly. What do you think of um, that? To be honest. He'll probably sign it. Um, it will all basically boil down to I think where he wins the FA Cup. If he wins the FA Cup, I can see him leaving. You know, leave on that high because everyone yeah. wants to leave on the high. And if they lose it, he'll probably stay for two years until he wins something. Um, they're very much in the same boat as Liverpool. They're about three or four very good signings away from you know being serious league contenders while also playing European football. I think I think to be honest, like nearly every team. Bar really Spurs yeah. are in need of like some major players in. Yeah, like City need defenders, Liverpool need a striker, maybe a goalkeeper. Like Chelsea probably don't need anyone but Diego Costa might leave and it'll be interesting to see do all those players shine as much when they're playing, you know, nearly twice the amount of games. So yeah. it, it will be interesting to see. And I don't know, sure Everton are even doing well enough. Yeah. I don't I don't if they I can't really see them I can't really see them breaking into that top six but yeah, especially going into this summer. Yeah, no. Um, being the top goal scorer in the Premier League and not finishing the top six teams really means they're on the transfer market, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, if you want to play Champions League, that's that's what the top players really want. Yeah. Although he's a bit of a 
unique talent, doesn't he? The like size, physicality, and that sort of thing. Yeah, Drogba, was little bro. Yeah, do you almost think he'd be better than Drew, and he'd actually fit well for Arsenal? Yeah, probably would. But I, I can't sure. see Arsenal spend money on him. I, for some the, reason, I just can't see him wearing an Arsenal jersey. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't really see it happen, especially if Sanchez or Ozil leaves. Yeah. Right, so we sidetrack into the Champions League. Yeah, it's all done and dusted. Real Madrid, Juventus final, as we predicted, one might add. As it, it, I didn't, I didn't expect it to be so close, and then not so close. And yeah, I couldn't believe how close some of the quarterfinals were, and then the the Champions League semi-finals were so lopsided. Yeah, like Which, Juventus had their way with Monaco. Real Madrid had it all all over and done with in the first leg. Yeah, and now, and now Real, so it's Real Madrid against Juventus in the final. Yeah, uh, that's actually on Cardiff now. What what do you what are you expecting from this? Um, how many games do you play in the Champions League to get to the final? What do you play like 13, 14 games? Uh, must be about thirteen games. Roughly, yeah. Right, so Juventus played thirteen games and conceded three goals. That's that's what you call solid, isn't it? Yeah, like teams just don't score on um, Juventus, but. Teams don't keep clean sheets against Real Madrid, so it is going to be very entertaining. Juventus actually played some lovely football against Monaco. Yeah, they really yeah. moved the ball around quite well, which like not that it's not characteristic with Juventus, but like they played as if they were like a Barcelona or yeah. Real Madrid in attack. Yeah, the quick, yeah, the quick down the wings as well. Yeah, they have this new system that they're playing, and it works out really well. But at the end of the day, whenever a team has Cristiano Ronaldo in it, there's there's a team I'm picking. That's the thing. Like okay, he's I, the big man, he shows up on the day. You know I mean, he put Letico Madrid to bed in the first leg, and I can't see him not doing it. That's what, that's what everyone's looking forward to. I think seeing Ronaldo going up against the the back Buffon. three, and well, it's yeah. Buffon as well. Yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be like striking masterclass against a defensive masterclass. Yeah, it's a real tactical battle. Yeah, and you don't and, get much better than him. And as you said last time, it'd be interesting to see Zidane go back up against Juventus. Yeah. So what are you thinking? Garrett Bale's hometown. <laughs> um, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Garrett Bale didn't really factor into my head. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is he back fit? Is he? Uh, he wasn't actually playing tonight, no. Okay, well, I think irrelevant whether Bale's playing or not. I still sort of fancy Madrid. Yeah. Um, I think I'm gonna say. You said Madrid won. Yeah, I've said it from the very start. Yeah, you did. I yeah. said they're gonna be the first team to ever in the modern era re- uh, retain the Champions League title. Yeah. In fairness, it's quite funny. You because I think Juventus have broken into the big three in European football and I think they've entered it and maybe even Atletico Madrid as well because it was always Barca, Bayern and Real Madrid for the last three to four years I'd definitely say they're in top five yeah and Juventus and Atletico Madrid are the next best two teams yeah. I'm like then in the top five it all comes down to who's who's playing well that day and yeah and then there's there are other good teams on their day like City on their day are, can compete with anyone in that squad and True, yeah. so can the likes of PSG do, do you know what I'd almost like in the match if it, like if Juventus got an early goal and then they sort of had to sit back and let yeah. Real Madrid go at them like that would be cool that, you know what yeah. I mean and like at the end of the day Juventus have like Diabala and he's like sort of he's that sort of person in the team that's like goes completely against Juventus ethos and has this like absolute attacking flair yeah because like even the players that they have like Higuain uh, Mandzukic like Marquisio, like none of them like scream flair you know what I mean? Their wing backs do a bit, uh, Sandro and Danny Alves, but like they're not. They're put it this way: Manzukas isn't run down the wing and doing step overs. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I still yeah. am surprised he even plays in the wing. I know. Yeah, it's very strange, but it works out for whatever yeah. reason. 
I think Diabala is sort of like he plays sort of in the ten, but like he's not like he's very good like like keeping the ball close to his feet but he's yeah. more, he likes to get that little bit of space and shoot early yeah he does yeah, yeah. he gets a shot off and like yeah. I love that modern football because like yeah. people are trying to pass the ball into the net sometimes is there, is there many, could you say he's like anyone else really I'm trying to think but like he could be his size he's almost like is he slightly like a Messi I was going to say Messi yeah. but I didn't want to like compare him to Messi because yeah. like, well, like he's Argentinian as well yeah. so you don't like, like similar stature similar sort of you know, move when he has the ball, he looks so dangerous. That's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and like very that, true. And that left foot was frightening. Those goals he scored against. He was in the semi in the quarter final. Yeah, uh, sorry, Juventus were playing. What was it? Quarter final. Yeah. Uh, Barcelona. Yes, the goal he scored against Barcelona. He made made that look so easy. Yeah. And like he, he made it look like he wasn't playing against a world class team. It, it, his height sort of works for him as well, being so small. Yeah, low centre, gravity, hard yeah. to tackle, beats players. Yeah, bit of a hazard, but like, but, but has a good strike. Yeah, don't, I don't think Hazard is amazing. He likes to like more curl it. Mm. We we could divulge. We, yeah, we could go into the game forever. Yeah. We could talk about Real Madrid playing three midfield, two midfield. Yeah. Um, and we could even divulge into the Europa League final, but like United are obviously going to win that. Yeah, yeah. So, so will we kick off to the main event in Texas this weekend? Also, by the way, big shout out to Rick Salsa who sent us out the t-shirts and the salsa. Very spicy, I have to say. Yeah, yeah. We were sweating the pair of us. Sweating. Rick, what are you putting in that? Rick, those, those uh, jalapenos. Yeah, I know. I read it. It was like habanero um, peppers. I think it's peppers anyway. Ghost peppers. And then. And then, like, I Google them and it goes, yeah, extremely hot. I was like, oh, you bastard, Rick. Too, uh, <laughs> too hot. Too hot for the Energize lads. Yeah, but we appreciate you sending yeah. out stuff and we're big fans of your work, so. Yeah, we love it. Yeah, so, speaking of Texas. Yeah, it's funny how the Texas thing on. comes in together, doesn't it? Yeah. Rick, if you're going, let us know. Rick, this is meant for your podcast. Yeah. Or for our podcast. Very podcasts. meant. Uh, we're going to kick it off with one of the big fights on free, free on, one of the free well, ones I can see. Well, free, free if you're in Ireland. Not yeah, well, free in your friend. Yeah. All right, so it's going to be Eddie Alvarez versus Dustin Poirier. Uh, Eddie Alvarez, as everyone knows, just was lost to Conor McGregor to make McGregor the champ champ. And also, Dustin Poirier is doing it right recently, and he actually formerly fought Conor McGregor as well. Yeah, he looks very good now at lightweight. Uh, I think I think he is. He's like because he's he was sort of too tall for a featherweight, and also yeah. But like, what what do you think about this now? I think it's a good matchup. Poirier is one of those ones where I think it all comes down to style. Like, I was really high on Poirier and then he fought Michael Johnson and Michael Johnson, like, made a show of him. Yeah. He was, like, so... Way too fast from him. But Poirier's got, like, this clean, crisp boxing and, like, Eddie Alvarez, like, he likes to make a messy bit of a brawl and... At the end of the day, it's hard to tell because Alvarez, he looked so impressive against Pettis. Then he yeah. got that fast knockout against Ordier and then he fought McGregor and he looked like a nobody. I, I, that's the, that's the thing. I think I think like McGregor might take his soul to be honest. That I was literally <laughs> going to say like if the, the way he lost was so devastating that I don't actually think you could ever come back from something like that. I think he thought it was so given that he was going to win as well. Yeah, yeah. Like I really felt bad from that night, but like I was up for McGregor, so yeah. What can you do? But uh, I think I think yes, Dustin Poirier hasn't actually beat the top of the top fighters, but you could start here. You could start here and and like. Well, yeah. To be honest, I think he is going to start here. Yeah, uh, yeah I think thing, yeah. he's riding higher on confidence, in my opinion. And I think when it comes down to it, who knows if Eddie Alvarez's chin will ever be the same again? 
I just Although yeah. then again, there is that thing with Conor McGregor that anyone he's ever fought, well, a lot of the fighters he fought like a Max Holloway, Dustin Poirier, Dennis Eber, uh Jose Aldo, like they start <laughs> doing they've done quite well after the fact. You know what I mean? Dev. Well, so, like, who knows? But I think that was so devastating that I'm gonna go for Poirier. Yeah, he was he was totally like embarrassed in that class, wasn't he? Yeah. Guys? yeah. So I think it's Poirier's time. The next one is Cejudo's taking on Sergio Pettis. Uh, this is in the flyweight. Yeah. Good um, man, you always say Federer. I know, I, know. I, I hate that. I, hate, I always get it wrong. Uh, yeah. I can tell you what weight they're fighting at. Yeah, but you, like, you could tell me it's 125 yeah. pounds, but you'll just say the wrong name. Yeah. Um, Typical. Yeah. Sergio, obviously the brother of Anthony Pettis, former lightweight champion. Showtime. Um, look, this is a really tough fight for him. He's really stepping up. The top three in this weight class are Benavidez, Cejudo, and Demetrius Moimenez Johnson. The big, and, big golfs when yeah, you go through that, yeah. Uh, and like after that, there is a bit of a breakdown before then. So, personally, I think Cejudo's going to have too much for him. Great Golden Glove boxer, an Olympic wrestler. And personally, I think that's the perfect sort of, you know, person to beat Sergio Pettis. Yeah, because yeah, he's 0-2 he's now, Cejudo. Although he was very impressive against Benavidez, but I mean... It was almost like the way Alvarez fought McGregor when yeah. when Cejudo fought Demetrius Johnson. Yeah, Demetrius Johnson made him look like he's never done it before. And yeah. he absolutely buried him. And I actually thought Cejudo was going to have a chance. But it just didn't look yeah. at all. Yeah, it's just the marketing, isn't it? They made it look very good. Yeah, well, like, Cejudo's an Olympic gold medal wrestler. Like, really, he should be able to hold you down for five rounds if he wants to. But he just had nothing for him. Yeah. Pound for pound, number one. So, so what are we calling it here, Barry? Oh, uh, I'm going to say Cejudo by a very uncompetitive decision. I think he's going to be able to take him down and do what he wants to him on the ground for three rounds straight. Um, I think Cejudo's going to win. Uh, I'd say he'll go to the decision as well, man. You know that? Yeah. I, it's just, it's, I don't see a knockout really. Yeah, but it seems to be in the lopsided decision for Cejudo. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. Oh, well. He, he'll be too smart. He can't lose as well. Going on in three is, uh, is like a big problem. Yeah, no. I, I 100% agree with you. Next up is Yair Rodriguez against yep. Frankie the Answer Edgar. What do you think of this one, Barry? Uh, I the old line versus young blood. That's the thing. I think the only really up-and-coming person in the division that I can see, well, Baron Max Holloway, is... Well, he's, he's bloody interim champion. He's not really up-and-coming anymore. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. But he's still very young. I thought the Korean Super Boy was going to be up-and-coming, but then after that Swanson fight, I was like... I don't know. But yeah, he probably won't handle it again. Uh, but uh, yeah, Yari Rodriguez, uh, very young, very like very, very flashy. flashy. Yeah. Very Anthony Pettis-esque yeah. when he came first into it. Yeah, but like I, I like that sort of, it, it, it shakes it up from watching. I like, the, I like that it can't blink. Yeah. That, that, uh, that's what gets the uh, the extra attention. Like if you're to watch a first ever fight and watch someone with that style, you're more inclined to watch it again rather than two people on the ground just on the mat. Jiu-Jitsu, it's sort of... Unless you're, like, mad into Jiu-Jitsu, you know? No, I, yeah. I'd have to agree with that And one. then, watching Frank Yeager, he's, like, had so many wars. What, he's, like, 35 now? 34, 35? Yeah, but he does everything so well. well he's so unlucky that Jose Aldo has his number. Okay. Otherwise, he'd be the, he would have been the featherweight champion at some stage. Yeah, true, yeah. And he was already, already previously the lightweight champ. Yeah. Uh, he, like, he knocked out Chad Mendes, no bother. And, like, that's oh, yeah. Like, I, I know Aldo knocked him out in the first fight, but in the second fight, he... Like it was extraordinary close. Was that yeah? But that was coming off the McGregor fight as well. And I don't think Mendes has been the same since. And then yeah, while well, he was on the juice and he was let go. And yeah, no, whole, well, like 
yeah, fact. It was like, yeah, Mendes wasn't as good, yeah. but... Yeah, I think he came back in too fast. Maybe the payday. Yeah. I don't know, but uh, looking at it, Frank Yeager, like, big fan. Uh, he's obviously trains with Eddie, Eddie Alvarez, so obviously they're both doing the camps at the same time. Barry. Yes. Let me put it to you. Does Frankie have the answer for your ear? Do you know what? I, I, thought, I thought yesterday that he wouldn't, but I'm thinking now, if I was to put my money on it, which I want, uh, Frank Yeager, I think, will have the answer. I think it's three rounds. Uh, he's like... He's very good, and also Yair Rodriguez hasn't actually beaten anyone of like note. You know what yeah. I mean? And then also like Frank Yeager's lightweight champ. So if you're gonna gamble on anything, I go Frank Yeager. Even Frank Yeager's a safer bet. He is the more proven fighter. Yeah. Um, I was I was thinking about it, and it brought me back to UFC two hundred five again. Cause do you remember Frank Yeager was fighting? Uh, or Frank Yeager was training with. What's his face? Eddie Alvarez. Yeah. And, you know, when they were fighting, they were fighting on the same card and I thought, you know, that would really sharpen each other's tools and all that. But, who knows, maybe it takes a bit away that your coach is thinking about two fights and stuff like that. So, I'm not too sure. But, if I have to pick some, I'm just going to have to go with Frank Yeager. My heart wants to say Yair Rodriguez, but like, my head's like, he hasn't shown Anything enough to say yeah. that you can be Frankie Edgar? Yeah, he hasn't proved. Yeah, the like he fought Alex Caceres, Bruce Leroy, or whatever you want to call him, and like, <laughs> yeah, it was flashy, it was entertaining, but like, you wouldn't be able to do those tricks against Frankie Edgar and, yeah. and get away with it. Yeah, so we're both going. Uh, sorry, <laughs> we're both going Frankie Edgar. But hoping for Rod- Rodriguez. Yeah, I want to see some something flash coming out. Yeah. Uh, Ross, your favorite now is fighting next Damian Maya against Jorge Masvidal. Um, Masvidal's coming off a great win, beating the Cowboy. Cowboy. And then Maya is possibly the best on the ground in the UFC. The Brazilian strangler. Yeah. Um, when Damien Maya gets hold of it, it's almost a like game over, isn't it? Yeah. It's it's uh, frightening. It, it was be- it's better than Jack Ray. That's what I thought. Yeah, but, it is because uh, when Jack Ray got a hold of Whitaker, I thought it was going to be lights out, and then Whitaker just got up, got up yeah. and kicked the head off. Isn't it funny how before like some people go into a fight, you're like they're definitely going to win. Yeah. And then after you're like. How did I think they're definitely going to win? Yeah, yeah. some people are very good at... And the UFC promo as well, they're very good at being like, this fella can't lose. You know, I find on the old before, they're always going, they're doing it like, this pick number one against 16. Yeah. 16 has no chance. And then like 16 like wins easily. They're like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, it comes <laughs> down to it. Look, Jorge Masvidal, he's good everywhere. Good yeah. wrestler. Good, on, good jiu-jitsu. But like, in terms of Jamie and Moyes' jiu-jitsu, he's got nothing from. Yeah. Uh, but excellent on the feet. And you can really light my up on the feet. So, I think Jorge Masvidal is going to have to be patient. Try and pick my apart on the outside. But the way I see it is, Moya's only got to get a hold of you once with a few minutes to go. And he is like a cobra when he gets a hold of you, isn't he? Yeah. What, what do you think the way Moya, if, if he had a held out, could have had a title shot against Woodley? Now he's taking on Masvidal, who's coming off a Very dangerous win. opponent. That's the thing, yeah. What do you think uh, He really should have held out. And... Waited for Woodley. He could be in fighting Woodley at two thirteen. I think that's yeah. when Woodley wants to fight. But look, he's here now. He's doing his own thing. Who knows if Maya fights the way he fought the last last couple of times against like Carlos Conda and Matt Brown, he could like grab Masvidal in the first round, knock a hit, choke him out, and then fight Woodley at uh, UFC two thirteen yeah. or two fourteen. But that's obviously what he's hoping for. I feel. I, I feel like Masvidal would happily do the same. I feel like whoever's going to win this fight, it won't be a war. It'd be one side or one way or the other. Yeah, and it, like the, the problem is with Maya, 
not speaking English, not being like so. He's uh, very uh, unpromoting. Yeah, yeah. That that's why like bar his fighting skills. Yeah. Oh, that's the thing. It's so one side to and the other side. But my point is, someone like him. Who who's not very vocal to be known like still relevant? He needs to fight consistently because if he goes on yeah. if he goes on a hiatus for a year, mm. like if someone starts following the UFC tomorrow, I'd be like Maya, and they'd be like, "What are you talking about?" You know what I mean? Yeah, he, he never really makes a headline. The fella in fairness to him, yeah. but at the end of the day, sublime talent. Yeah, you need to be able to market yourself as well, no matter how yeah. good you are. And really. he's almost unfortunate that his talent is grappling because like Wonder Boy, I don't think is very. Great at promoting himself either, and he's like he's almost too nice. He's almost yeah, like he is. he's almost like Sage Norwood nice. Yeah, it's and like, like he says all the right things and all that. But he's just lucky that his like stand up is so good that like people want to see knockouts. So that's, that's why it is. People love the knockouts, don't they? Yeah. So we're both going for Damien Maya. Yeah, I yeah. Think so either way, it'll be lopsided. Whatever way it happens, I think we've agreed in everything now. Yeah. Uh, okay. Next one, Ross's Ross's favorite MMA fighter, Joanna Janjetic, fighting. Uh, Jessica Andrade. Andrade. As, as She's pretty fair play. That's the first time you've went to say Jacek's name first oh, yeah? at her opponent. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, as you may or may not have known, Ross and I actually went over to Berlin. Yeah. And we actually saw Joanna, like, her first fight in the UFC, yeah? No, well, her first def- title defence. Yeah. And she absolutely decimated Jessica Penney. If, She's if, scary. If, if, if you're listening to this now, Google what Jessica Penney's face looked like afterwards. Yeah, absolutely butchered her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yoanning and Jaychid, like for being so small, very scary and very yeah. confident. Yeah, she batters people. She really like cuts them up, elbows, kicks, punches, knees. She really throws it all. She throws the kitchen sink at her opponents. Yeah, and she lands in high volume. She likes to. Hurt. She she actually loves hurting yeah. her opponent. You know what I mean? Like, and it's sort of like there's no let up. Yeah, and she's scary. She's scary. She's, she has this like look of intensity that like not even the men have. Yeah. I'm sure some of the men are afraid of her as well, for, even though she's so small. Yeah. This is going to be her fifth title defence as well now. And she's in American top team now. And like the words coming out of that camp are that like she trains harder and longer than every single other yeah. fighter there, male or female. And at the end of the day, I don't see her losing the title for a while. No. I feel like she has this like hunger and burn inside her that like, None of the rest of them have. Yeah. I think Andrade is actually stronger. But yeah. the thing is, these two have used to train with each other and they actually used to hang out with each other. Mm. So, you wanna, you wanna, you can tell she like size up everyone, even though Andrade uh, yeah. used to be a higher weight division. But uh, I think you went to Ian Jetsch to, she's like a, she's a complete different entity. You'd swear she was like a heavyweight yeah. the way she carries on. And like when you watch the sort of, when you watch the embedded, you sort of get a, a brief insight into other people's lives. And yeah. you know what? Andrade seems a bit warmer and like a bit like oh I love my team and all this and Jacek I don't think she really has a team I think she's like a cold hearted killer and like it's just all about the fight and like she's like shadow boxing all the time yeah. and all she cares about is taking out that opponent and I think she's relentless and I think she's going to win a decision I think it's going to be 49-46 across the board I think Andrade's going to come out like a bull in the first round and maybe win the first round but the cardio of Jin Jacek is frightening as well. Yeah, and and uh, would you say Carolina, uh, in their last fight at two hundred five? What's, would, what's her surname? Kol Kolkowicz. Yeah, KK. Yeah. Do you think like she would have beaten Andrade? Um, I think it'd be a close fight. I think Andrade. If I had to bet, not I'd 
go for Andrade. Just because I think Carlin is that like slight little bit less dangerous. Yeah. Very skilled, but like in terms of like knockout power and so that and actually putting like an outrageous combo together, I think Andrade would be less afraid. That's the other. That's the other positive in in Andrade's uh, corner. She used to fight one hundred and thirty five pounds, so that's yeah. twenty pounds heavier. She used to have those women throwing punches at her, and now she's come down to one hundred fifteen, and she's really, you know, she really favors her chin at this weight class. Yeah, she's settling in nicely as well. Yeah. But she's coming up against probably the best. Yeah, she might have been actually. She might be a fight too soon fighting yeah. uh, Jacek because there's lack of contenders there and. And JJ is like the cyborg of the division, isn't she? Yeah, she's scary. And yeah, I think we've basically said it every way we can that JJ's not going home without that belt. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the main event of the evening. Junior Dos Santos fighting Steve Miocic. Uh, uh, Barry, what's your favorite of this one? <coughs> that turned out alright, didn't it? Uh, the two yeah. big dogs. Yeah. The two big dogs. These two lads had previously fought. Yeah. And it was vicious, man. Yeah. It was vicious. It was a war. One of the best heavyweight fights of all time, and I'd happily say that. Yeah. Um, Dos yeah. Santos got the nod. You could easily make an argument for Stipe getting the nod. Stipe is the betting favorite in Vegas for this fight. Barry, tell me how this is going to go. Uh, I, I was watching the last fight and it was very vicious a lot of punches mm. Stipe actually like attempted so many takedowns against Dos Santos but couldn't get him down didn't get him down once in 10 yeah. opportunities uh, if not more but uh, looking at it now I think Dos Santos has been through so many wars where Stipe like he comes across as fresher so I actually think that Miocic is, is actually is going to get the win I think that like he sort of is living the life of a champion now at the moment. He's like he sort of doesn't want to lose that, and I just think I think just because Dos Santos has been through so many wars, that he won't win it. Yeah, um, that very me. No, no, there was actually a great breakdown of it, and to be honest, we might have already seen the best of Junior Santos. Yeah, that's that's the thing. He like. Who knows if he if he can take a punch as well as he used to be able to? Who knows if he's fast? He used to be able to. But for me, style was I like this fight. I don't think Stipe is he is a good wrestler, but he's not Cain Velasquez, good wrestler, and I don't think he's his takedowns will be as good as Junior's takedown defense. Junior, I think he's slightly better technical boxer. Stipe Miocic is probably slightly more athletic. But if I'm gonna have to pick someone, Junior Santos is my favorite fighter of all time, and. I'm going to go from. I think he's going to use better boxing. Uh, he's going to land that left hook at some stage. And I think he's going to wobble Stipe. Stipe did get wobbled against yeah. with a Verdum. But then came yeah. back and absolutely buried him. So, so Santos wobbled him as well last yeah, time. Uh, to be honest, both these guys could finish the fight in, with any punch. And I'm picking Dos Santos over Hart. But yeah. if I really had to decide who I thought was going to win I think Stipe has more tools to get it done and like since they both fought who do you think has actually gotten better you'd have to say Stipe Stipe yeah. lost that was the last fight he ever lost yeah, and that's the thing yeah. now he's become champion so and then they although DeSantis looks so good against Ben Rothwell he really picked him apart um, but at, the, at the end they I don't really rate well Rothwell you know not like I'm, I'm not like oh there's the champ you know I know yeah but he's like, well, because he's, he got a t-shirt off him yeah true <laughs> yeah but he's tough and he's he's he, Put it this way, if you if you beat 
Rothwell, you're one of the men, and if you lose them, you're one of the boys. Yeah. That's that's the way it is for it is with Ben Rothwell. So is that is, is this the one we're not agreeing on? Yeah, I'm going to Santos. You're going Miocic. Yeah, if you're going for, if you're going to go for fight of the night, what would you go for? Fight of the night, I would have to say Frankie Edgar versus Yair Rodriguez. Yeah. I think if Yair Rodriguez can maybe steal one or two rounds of Frankie Edgar, I think that could be great. And the more I think about that fight, I think if Yair does too much flashy stuff in the first two rounds, Frankie Edgar might be able to you know wear him down on the third. Cause yeah. it's cardio king. What's, at, what's your take for the night? Looking at it now and knowing that it went five rounds last time, even the possibility of four rounds with Miocic and Santos, I think that that would be five the night. Yeah, it's just it's the two lads are too big, too scary, and that I I, I thought about picking that one because the first fight was so good, but like those two lads hit so hard that it could be over within the minute. Yeah, no, yeah. I don't know if I can say fight the night. But yeah, but like if we if we. If we say, if we agree with everything, people are going to think that we already did this and pre-record it. Yeah. But like, at least, like, we're going... No, no, 100%. At the end of the day, we all have our own opinions. But first, we talk so much to each other that, like, our opinions do become... Yeah. And they're very, they're very day-by-day watching the embeddeds and stuff as well. Yeah. And we, sort of fairness, we view a lot of things the same way. Yeah. Uh, well, it's guaranteed to be, like, a great night. Um, the card is very, very good. Best one of the year, I'd say. Yeah. I have to agree with you on that. Right. Uh... We're going to wrap up with the rugby. As you may or may not know, the Pro 12 is uh, on the muck, really. We're down to the semi-finals now. And Leinster are taking on Scarlets. And Munster are taking on Ospreys. Roscoe, tell us about it. Yeah, uh, Leinster have a home game in the RDS and Munster have a home game in Thome Park. And Munster ended up topping the league on points uh, out of the top four. So I actually think they end up shooting themselves in the foot because I think the Ospreys are better than the Scarlets. But I think it's going to be an All-Ireland clash in the Aviva. What do you think, Barry? Yeah, well, that's what we're hoping for. Um, obviously, yeah. Munster and Leinster have been very good. We've Obviously, we live in Leinster. Gone to numerous mm. games. They didn't even have their full team out, really. But uh, no. they were, each game, they were absolutely brilliant. Um, going into the final now. I think we've never seen Leinster lose in the no, last we two years. No, we we've haven't. never been to a game where they lost in the last no. two years. No, last game we were at was actually in the Aviva. And they won. Yeah, they beat Wasps, was it? Isn't that no, Wasps. Wasps, was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was Wasps. Yeah. And look, they looked incredible in the game as well. They made it actually look quite easy, in fairness. Um, at the end of the day, if it's going to be a Leinster Munster final, well, look, we're both going to pick Leinster. I know we are. Yeah, we are. Um, well, like, I wouldn't expect anyone from Munster to be like Leinster will. Yeah, no. 103% definitely not. Um, but at the end of the day, I do actually think Leinster are currently more talented than Munster. And that's that's honest, and like you might say it's biased, but I think like if you actually look at the two squads, I do think Leinster are better. It's definitely close. I mean, like, well, look at this way: he was more Lions players, you know what I mean? So, wild. <laughs> um, yeah, and then what about the European Cup final? Leinster, Munster got both got knocked out in the semi-finals. Yeah, Clermont like, Auvergne versus Saris. But by the way, that final's guaranteed to be like a great one. Yeah, it is. Both yeah. both those teams have. Uh, been finalists in the last Saracens are defending champions and I think Saracens or Claremont they've definitely won it in the last four or five years and they've also been in the final in the last two or three years Yeah, all that French money all the French money is doing pretty well isn't it yeah it is and at the end of the day I do think Saracens are big money as well and they have I think more Lions players than anyone Yeah, they're defending champions as well two out of of the five nominated European player of the year players are actually in their squad Toji and Farrell yeah and uh that, that award's actually getting given out on 
the 13th as well, the day of the final. So don't be surprised if Itoji or Farrell are go- is going to win it. Yeah, um, if I look to be frankly honest, I'm just going to pick Saracens. I think they're the better team. They're playing Murrayfield closer to home. Been there, done that. Yeah, been there, done that. Wore the jersey. Uh, look, world class players. Itoji, George Cruz, the Vuni Polo brothers, Owen Farrell. Like the list goes on and on, and at the end of the day, I think having a player of Owen Farrell's class in the back line, it's a difference maker, isn't it? Yeah, he's he's really like, I don't know, he's really impressive for not being that like not even hitting his prime yet as well, you know. Yeah, he's still a young fella, and at the end of the day, he's a leader. He's a leader, leader. amongst men, and at the end of the day, I think he'll lead them to lifting the trophy. Yeah, he's such he's such a rugby background as well with his dad yeah. and. Very impressive. He's been very impressive every time I've seen him. Helping them, yeah. helping them win the Six Nations. Fact. Yeah. Have you got any Lions news for us, Roscoe? Yes. Uh, for the Lions very fans. unfortunate news. Uh, ben Young's English scrum half has withdrawn from the Lions squad. The first casualty of the Lions. Uh, unfortunately, his brother's wife has terminally ill cancer. So. Big respect for him pulling out. You know, family comes first. That's and that's actually such terrible news, isn't it? Oh no, hundred percent. But you know, our heart goes out to him and his family. And you know, fair play to him for putting family first. I'm sure it was a really tough decision to make because like the Lions only comes around once every four years, and who yeah. knows if he's around for the next one. So yeah, did you see the photograph of the squad? I did see the photograph of the squad. And he's been replaced by Scottish scrum half uh, Laidlaw. And Laidlaw's excellent player. He plays kicks as well. And actually, I saw a good video of all the players meeting up. And, you know, you know they all look like they have a good crack. and Good harmony. Yeah. And I remember seeing the videos of, like, the last tour. And, like, Zebo having to ring up the coach. And, like, ask to be Munster captain and stuff like that. There's a bit of crack in the team. And, yeah. like, that whatever way, whatever sort of people they have, you know, who... Make tasks that they have to do the team building or whatever you call it, or team bonding. It always seems great, and at the end of the day, you leave your national jersey at home and you become a line. That's the thing, uh, isn't it? Yeah, and like that's the only way that the they can succeed. And at the end of the day, they're playing. They're facing the toughest task in world rugby. They're playing New Zealand in their own backyard, and they're going over there. And if you ask me, last year could they do it? I'll tell you no. But after seeing Ireland beat them. I'm a good bit more hopeful for it now. Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely looking forward to it. Like, it's, yeah. the standard is going to be unbelievable. It's just uh, the Lions will obviously have to hold out for the first twenty minutes and make sure not to get too far behind. Because yeah. that happens. That the mind plays tricks on you, and you don't think yeah. you're going to come back, especially playing away from home. And for the first time in a long time, there'll be people in these squads that like beat New Zealand and like done it already before. And no, a and trick look or two. this way. It's probably the only time you'll ever get to see Owen Farrell and Johnny Sexton in the same squad. Yeah, so they look at that way. The so, talent of kicking, the yeah. talent of kicking. So we're both looking forward to it. Uh, Barry, any closing thoughts? Uh, another good podcast, I'd say. Um, if you haven't hit the subscribe button, definitely do. Yeah, because we're pros now. We're pros now. Uh, also, we're all over Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Tinder. So if you're around, make <laughs> sure you subscribe to us and. Thanks for tuning in again because uh, we enjoy making this content for you and hopefully you enjoy listening to it. Roscoe.
any, final word. Any final words? Any final, <laughs> any final words before you head off to Portugal and hit a few golf balls? Well, first of all, I'm going to Spain, but thanks for keeping so keen interest in my life. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, guys, just thanks a million for all the feedback. Obviously, if there's anything you want us to discuss in future podcasts, let us know. Don't say electricity, we're not doing that. Uh, anything else, Barry? No. So, as always, stay energized. Stay energized. <laughs>